సహనావదు సహనౌనూ సీర్యంకరవాహైజస్వినవీతమస్తు మా విద్విషావహై Those who reach those two oceans through the means of Brahmacharya. 
For them alone, this Brahmaloka. Which one? Vyakhyataha, which has been earlier explained, as possessed of all these objects such as the two oceans and the tree and the lake and, and the the golden and the, the, the city and the golden hall, etc. Tisham ja Brahmachari Sadhanavatam Brahmavidam Sarveshu Lokeshu Kamacharo Bhavati. Tisham Brahmavidam for those knowers of Brahma. Brahmachari Sadhanavatam, those who attain Brahma Loka through the means of Brahmacharya, for them there is this freedom of movement in all the objects. Nanyesham Abrahmachari Paranam. Bhāsa-viśyāsakta-buddhinam kadāsa-viśyāsa means for Brahma-vidam, not for others, not for anybody else who are not possessed of Brahmacharya because their minds are distracted by the external objects <coughs> of pleasure. So thus the passage is explained and the question is asked here. Brahmacharya say Atyal Prasadanatvat Mahatisthati Ayukta. Brahmacharya is not a big deal. And this great stuti, I think Brahmacharya does not deserve. Atyal Prasadanatvat, it is a very small, limited, insignificant spiritual means, sadhanam. Tad Brahmacharya jnana upalakshya. Therefore, even when the Shruti appears to be praising Brahmacharya, what is intended as Shruti is to praise the knowledge which is attained by Brahmacharya, because knowledge, of course, deserves to be praised in these flowing words or glowing words. So, vṛttikāra-vyākhyāna-uttāpāyati, that's the vyākhyānam, the explanation by vṛttikāra, which is bhattavāskara, I guess. Nanuvatra, tvam indraha, tvam yamaha, tvam varuna ityādi vyatā, kaścistuyate. Just as somebody sprays by saying, you are indra, you are yama, you are varuna. They are all great devatas, very powerful and, and, and well-known. Maharha. And who is praised? Some adorable one is praised. Evam ishtadivi shabdehi. So one who is praised himself must be a great one to be praised in this glowing words. Evam ishtadivi shabdehi. Simply Brahmacharya, which simply means cessation of the mind from the 
attraction for the sense pleasures. That's all it is. So, strādvi tṛṣṇā nivṛtti mātram. Tṛṣṇā nivṛtti mātram, cessation of tṛṣṇā, the craving for the objects of pleasure. That's all it involves, brahmacarya. Nastutyarham, that brahmacarya of celibacy doesn't look like it is praiseworthy in these words. So, kasid maha, kasid maha nastutyarham. Some great adorable person is called Indra, not an ordinary person. And so also by this word that you are yajna, you are ishtam, etc., this Brahmacharya doesn't deserve to be praised in those words. So something greater than Brahmacharya must be intended here. Then what do you think, who, who do you think, what do you think is praised? Jnanasya moksha sadhanatvat. Jnana mijasi means of moksha. Tadeva ishtarvish tuyate iti kechita. So it is jnana alone that is being praised by this verse. Yajna, ishta, etc. <coughs> then satrayanam, so many words are used there. So that is what somebody thinks. And says na. Siddhanagiri. <coughs> you think Brahmacharya Shuddha Sadhanam. It is not a big deal, not a great thing. Shuddhram, not a significant, insignificant. Asiddham. You cannot take Brahmacharya for granted like that. It is not an ordinary means. Duranushtetvat. It is extremely difficult to to follow it, to put it in practice. And further, without Brahmacharya, this jnana is not possible. Two things. One, Brahmacharya is extremely difficult to practice. And two, without Brahmacharya, one cannot attain knowledge. It means Brahmacharya is great enough to be praised in these words, in these terms. So, Naityana, Stiradi Bhaivishya, Trishna, Apasuchitanam, Pratigaveka Vijnana, Anupate. So, Vashyakar only says the second thing that without Brahmacharya, knowledge cannot be attained. Does not say Brahmacharya is an extremely difficult discipline to follow, it is assumed. Further, without Brahmacharya, the knowledge cannot be attained. For those whose minds are distracted by the fascination for external objects of pleasure, for them, pratyagatma veka vijnanam, for them, viveka vijnanam, the discriminative knowledge pertaining to self, that knowledge requires discrimination or separation of self from the non-self. So to do that, the mind must be as subtle as the self. To be able to see non-self as non-self, it must be subtler than non-self, so that it can recognize the entity which is subtler than non-self. And that requires a mind which enjoys an abundance, which means a mind free from all distractions. 
and distractions are caused by only the fascination for external objects and it's also the nature of the mind. That's how the mind has been created by Ishvara. Paranchikhani, Vitranaswamu, Tasmat Parangbasi, Nandaratman. As long as mind is extrovert, meaning as long as the mind is distracted by or under the influence of the fascination for external pleasures, so long one cannot see Atma with that mind. If the mind is free from paranji, from extrovertedness, then one can see. That's how you have to understand that passage. It is not that one cannot see the Atma with the mind, one can see. And so, as Lord Krishna says, Yatanto yoginasenam pasyanti atmanam asthitam. Atmanyavasthitam, yes. So, see the one that is abiding in the self. So, one does see the mind. See means what? One does recognize oneself as Atma. Meaning that the mind gain has that capacity to appreciate Brahman as one's own self. The mind has that capacity if the mind is pure. And it sees. But not until that purity is not there. Jnana sahakari karanam therefore brahmacharya which amounts to an abundance of the mind and the self that is the jnana sahakari karanam. Because for the mind to recognize the self as Brahman it must be totally focused upon the self. Dushyadetu agriya buddhya sukshmaya sukshmadarshivi Esha sarveshu bhuteshu gorotmana prakasare. For people whose mind is extrovert or distracted by concerns or fascination with external things, so for them atmana prakasate, it does not reveal itself as Brahman. Atma is always shining as Brahman, but is not so recognized by those whose minds are extrovert. Drushyadetu agreha buddhya sukshmaya sukshmadashivihi. So those who are the sukshmadashivihi, those gain the capacity to see sukshmam or subtle truth, they can see by the mind and enjoy the sukshmada, the subtlety and ikagrata, the focus. And that's where Brahmacharya supposedly gives. The sukshmata and ikagrata is what one can attain by Brahmacharya. And that Brahmacharya becomes the sahakari karana, meaning that Brahmacharya is the the required means for the knowledge to take place. Complementary means. Therefore, vidatavyameva. So, Brahmacharya deserves to be enjoined because without that knowledge cannot take place. Vidatavya. Even though there is no sentence here or a verb of vidhi, 
there's no link Lord or Tavya and still all this stuti or the praise of Brahmacharya that is carried out in these passages has to be interpreted as the intention on the part of the Shruti to enjoin Brahmacharya as unnecessary discipline. Alright. We say that Brahmacharya is a means of Brahmaloka and therefore deserves to be praised in this world and deserves to be enjoined. Okay? Then whatever yajna is this? So Brahmacharya is praised as yajna and istam and satrayanam. So what about them? They are great. It, by implication it follows that they are greater than Brahmacharya because Brahmacharya is praised as them. So Brahmacharya is enjoined and what about them? So they also are enjoined, you should understand. Because there is no word, there is no verb of enjoyment for anything. So we have to derive this from the trend of the this description. So if from the trend of the description you arrive at the conclusion that Brahmacharya is a great, is in, unavoidable and great spiritual means, then what about yajna and ishtam and satrayana and all those which are praised, which I mean compared to which Brahmacharya is praised? So Brahmacharya is praised in those terms, then they are great, so therefore we should understand that they are also enjoined. So tat prapisashrutya abhipraitam. So we are trying to here understand abhipraya of the shruti. Where the words are not clear, then we have to go for what is intended. So just as we came to the conclusion that Shruti intends to enjoin Brahmacharya through all these passages, then why not we also come to the conclusion that Shruti intends to enjoin the yajna etc. also? So nanu, so yajna devi stutam brahmacharyam iti yajna dhyanam purushad sadhantvam gamyade yajna devi stutam brahmacharyam iti brahmacharya is praised as yajna etc. So yajna dhyanam purushad sadhantvam gamyade if brahmacharya is purushad sadhantvam means brahmaloka prapti sadhantvam purushad is this if Brahmacharya is Brahmaloka Prapti Sadhanam, then it appears to us that Yajna etc. also are Brahmaloka Prapti Sadhanas. So they are also enjoined. So Vasaka Satyam Gamyate, it is true that Yajna etc. are indeed appear to be Purushad Sadhana, means of attainment of Purushartha. What is that Purushadi question? Whether Purushadi is Brahmaloka or Purushadi is Svarga or some other means, local means. Natu yam Brahmaloka mpri yajnadiyanam sadhana avipraetya yajnadiyam brahmacharyam stuyade 
Brahmacharya is praised as yajna, etc. Not because yajna is a means of Brahmaloka. Kimtari tesham prasiddham purushada sadhanatva apeksha. In keeping that yajna and others are very well known as means of swarga, etc. And therefore, Brahmacharya is praised as that. They say this is a reverse thing. If Brahmacharya is praised as Yajna, then we should imagine Yajna is superior to Brahmacharya. How can you praise otherwise? Tvam Indraha, Tvam Yamaha, Tvam Varuna, when you are told, the Indra, Yama, Varuna is greater than this fellow anyway. So, so Tvam Yajna, Tvam Ishtam, Tvam Satrayanam, when, when Brahmacharya said, then yajna, istam, satrayana must be greater than brahmacharya. How do you praise brahmacharya? So here what is intended is brahmacharya is greater than, even though brahmacharya is praised as yajna, brahmacharya is greater than them. So how do you praise them? Anyway, whatever, tesham, prasiddham, purushadasadam, apeksha, that yajna and others are known as the are well known as a means of purusha. What was that purusha? So, this purupakshi say yajnyadhyanam purushada sadhanatvam gamyate. And tesham prasiddham purushada sadhanatvam. That was it then? Still, Bhashyakara maintains that that purushartha that you attain by yajna is inferior to purushartha that you attain by brahmacharya. In one place, Purushadha means Brahma-loka, in another place, Purushadha means Swarga. That shows that Yajna is such an inferior to Brahmacharya. And then how do you praise Brahmacharya as Yajna is the question here. He says, Indra, he says, Raja stuyate. That a Raja is praised Indra, that doesn't mean that the Raja can do what Indra can do. So, Brahmacharya is praised as yajna does not mean Brahmacharya can do what yajna can do. That's how the interpretation would be. So, I do not know anyway. As, as I said, I have difficulty in, in understanding what is intended here. But doesn't matter. Now, another complicated discussion. Again, is not taken up here. Ye me Arnavadeo Brahmalokika Brahmalokika Arnavadeha, the Arnava, etc., the oceans, etc., they are which are then the Brahmaloka. Sankalvajasya Pitradeo Bhuga Sankalvajasya are they merely Sankalpa, meaning only mental. That those oceans, etc., do not have any gross physical existence, they are only subtle. The whole Brahmaloka becomes subtle then, of course. If objects such as oceans present in Brahmaloka are only mental, meaning subtle, not physical or gross or tangible as they are here, mean the whole Brahmaloka also is like that only. Taking Pārtiva apya saitaya loke drushyande so this ocean, etc., that I described here in Brahmaloka, that Arnava, Vriksha, Puhu, Swanamandapani, the oceans and that 
Somasavana, that Ashvatha Vruksha, that Banyan tree, and Aparajita, Puhu, and then Nagari, the city called Aparajita, and then Mandapa, or the hall, which is created by Hiranyakarma himself, made of gold, all of this. So, should we understand them as these tangible objects as we see them in this, in this world? Or, or they are simply manasa pratyani, or they are only the imaginations of the mind, or they only exist at the mental level. You know what it means? It means that you don't... So, the question of going to Brahma Loka does not arise. If Brahma Loka is a state of mind, then the question of Uttarayana, etc., where do you go? They describe actual Gati. Then you depart by the northern solstice and pass through the sun and then go beyond the sun. And so many things are being told in Puranas also. So Devatas who are in the Swarga see these fellows going ahead of them and therefore there is jealousy etc. Therefore they try to pull them down. So a lot of stories we hear not only in Puranas but even here in Upanishad also which seem to create in us the impression that these Brahma Loka etc. are physical places where one goes. Now here for whatever reason Bhashyakaya takes up the discussion and then it becomes very complicated that are these oceans etc. tangible like the ocean here or they are the pictures of the mind Manasa Pratyaya Matranaya merely Pratyaya or, or the states of the cognition, the states of the mind only. Alright? Kasmin Pakshe Kolava Kovadoshahede. So Kasmin Pakshe Kolava, what's the advantage in which position? And what's the disadvantage? So Kinchataha. So Shishya <coughs> says, what difference does it make? Whether they are tangible entities or the intangible entities which are subtle, not non-existent, but subtle. The Parthiva, Apyasa, Sthulasyu, suppose oceans etc. are all made of water, the Nagari is made of the earth, so tangible things are. What? What difference would it make? What will advantage if you say that they are tangible or disadvantage and what advantage when if you say they are subtle and disadvantage there? First of Hrudhyaka says Samadhana Anupatti Because it is said that Yavan as vast as external space is so vast is the in which the heaven and earth and the whole universe is included. 
So then number one, if this ocean etc. are to be understood as physical oceans, then they cannot possibly be included in this dharakasa. Now that is another question. Well, Upanishad said that the heaven and earth and sun and moon, all of them are accommodated, included in the dharakasa. Does it mean these are all mental, you know? The point there was dharakasa is so vast, includes the whole universe and beyond. So now we are saying that if the ocean is a tangible one, it cannot be included. Now that's the question here. That it was meant that the whole universe is included. It was not meant that the universe is only intangible. Then where will that be? Suppose this tangible universe is not included in that, then where is it included? So it is to be, is included in Dharakas and that's what we would understand. And now it is being said that if this is so, you know, this is, I do not know. Then Bhashyakara has this kind of discussion and this kind of replies. It really is quite, uh, you know, confusing to me again. Anyway, then continuing the page 371. So Anandagiri said in line 24, Na kevalam tesham sthalya sati uvesmanityaja shutya puranasmityaja virodaha. So we read that passage last time. Page 349 as we said. Yavanva ayam akasha Tavan Eshantarude Akasha that Uvesmin Dhyava Prathvi that's what Anandagi refers to. Uvesmin Dhyava Prathvi Antareva Samahite within which are included the heaven and earth and then Uvagnishchavayusha, Surya, Chandamasu and everything else. So apparently all of these are included in Dhara Akasha. So argument is that all this world could not be included in dharakasa if the dharakasa is if these objects are tangible. So there also then you would imagine that they are all intangible things. Then what about this tangible stuff? You know, where is it included? Anyway, ityaj shutya, purana smutya chavirodha and then purana also talks about these things. So your conclusion that these are tangible will contradict what the Upanishad said earlier and what the Purana is saying. Kindu Ashokam Santavarjitam Ahimam Shitasparjashunyam Brahmalokam Upayante Ityadhyasya Shruta Brahmalokam Nirupayantya So elsewhere in the Shruti, in the Bruhadarnika Upanishad, the Brahma Lupa is described as Ashokam, free from grief, Ahimam, free from cold, Ityadi, so Santapa Varjitam. Ashokam is what? Santapa Varjitam, free from all Santapa, from all mental afflictions. And Shita Sunyam free from all physical afflictions. By Ashoka, we were free from Shoka, 
means grief or all mental afflictions. And ahima, free from cold, means all physical afflictions. That's how Adashruti describes Brahmaloka. So that also, your interpretation that the ocean is this ocean, similar ocean, and sun is similar, etc., then there won't be, then the same Santaba which was here will also be carried forward there, you know. And same heat and cold which are here will be also found there. So if these oceans and all of these are supposed to be free from creating any santapa, then they cannot be tangible like what we have here because the world, tangible world, creates the grief or mental affliction and also creates experience of heat and cold and that is also physical afflictions are created here. Then same samsara will be carried forward in Brahmaloka. The Brahmaloka is free from that samsara, therefore there cannot be mental afflictions, physical pain, etc. Therefore, they cannot be tangible like they are here. Shutaha Brahmalokam Nirupayantaha. So those are the Shuti statements which describe Brahmaloka. Will also be contradicted if the interpretation is that the ocean, etc., are tangible like what we have them here. Tatratyanam Arthanam Stolje Virudjeran Tatratyanam meaning so Brahmaloka Sthitanam. All these objects such as ocean, etc., which are described as obtaining in Brahmaloka. So Virustaulje Virudjeta. If they are sthula or tangible, then they will contradict the Puranas as well as the Smritis that describe Brahmaloka. Sthulanam Padathanam Tatra Sattve. The same city and same ocean and same tree, etc. are there or similar. Shita Sparshadi Avarjaniyatva Sashade Avarjaniyatva. You cannot avoid these touch such as heat and cold, hot and cold. Just as with these tangible objects, when you come in contact with them, there is the experience of heat and cold. Matras Parshasukantaya Shitosha Sukhadukkadaha. So when sense organs contact the sense objects, so we have this kind of sense organs here, which are designed to contact the tangible sense objects, from which we have experiences of heat and cold, etc. In the same state setup is there, then Brahmaloka also you will have experience of heat and cold. And then whatever sukha dukkha arises from there. So what is Brahmaloka? Is same samsara as it is here? So how do you call it? So that is why those objects in Brahmaloka cannot be the tangible objects that we have them here. This is the argument. So Vashagara says, Puranicha 
మనోమయాదీని మనోమయాని బ్రహ్మలోకే శరీరాదీని ఇది వాక్యం విరుద్ధేత సో పురాణ సంపురాణాది వాక్య ఇస్ దనోమయాని బ్రహ్మలోకే శరీరాదీని బ్రహ్మలోకే మనోమయాని శరీరాదీని శరీరాదీని ద బాడీ బ్రహ్మలోగా ఆఫ్ కోర్స్ కెనాట్ బి దిస్టెంజిబుల్ బాడీ సో మనోమయాదీని దర్ ఆల్సో క్రియేటెడ్ ఫ్రమ్ ద మైండ్ టు సే దట్ ద సటల్ ఇస్ వన్ థింగ్ to say that the only products of mind is nothing understand then we can imagine different levels of existence that the grossest existence is in that as you go into the realms higher bhuha swaha maha janaha tapaha satyam you think that the existence is tangible but then of the subtler and subtler level the matter becomes subtler and subtler and subtler and that is how you have those like in dream and your body which is comparable to experience objects of dream but then heaven etc that the worlds where you exist and do things and enjoy things so there you must have a body with which you enjoy and as you go up higher up you must be more sophisticated that's what the taitri upanishad said also the you ananda you know there is there is a manush ananda 100 times is manushya gandharva ananda the vashakara said the reason why you hundredfold ananda is because they have much more capacity of experiencing things plus much more capacity of evading any obstacles to ananda they may describing this gandharvas etc are, are are beings anyway so so this is what our imagination is that in case there are these realms then there are realms which are inhabited by those people who are who have the bodies or upadis which are compatible to those worlds so we are told earlier here itself that when a jiva departs from here he departs enveloped by the matter in its subtle form that five elements in subtle form envelop the jiva and how do you get that as a result of all the oblation that you have made in this lifetime they create karma phala for you which transform themselves in the form of the subtle matter which envelops the jiva so in whichever world realm he goes that matter transforms itself into that body goes to chandra loka then the the five element that it carries from here they get transformed to realm that is chandra loka body swarga loka swarga narakaloka that also requires a particular upadhi whatever it is must be much more tangible than this so that you can experience it plain misery much more you know but the same thing also gets transformed at all the levels so that was the explanation there 
which give us idea that the actual realms where there are beings in you know so sporting those kind of upadis and experiencing those kind of objects ushitva shashvati samaha you live there for long time then suchinam shimatam ge so this is the trend in general in vedanta in our scriptures vedanta doesn't pay much importance to this thing we don't because there is not our goal whatever there doesn't matter to us but there is no taken of here so kasmin pakshe ko labha ko adoshayati what is the tangible or intangible the tangible then they will contradict many things as you said that they are all included in the hardakasha that would be contradicted the purana would be contradicted other shuti statements which describe brahma loka also will be contradicted so vashagar continues ashokam ahimam ityadyascha shutayah Yuruddhiran, that's what you have to understand. That this Shruti which says Ashokam, free from Shoka. So look at the Tika here. We read the line 37. Arnavade apyaha puhu mundap. So, the the ocean etc are water is made of water uhu mandapade parthivaha that city and mandapa etc are all parthiva made of earth tangible yathai loke anavada drushyante tadvat similarly there are puru paksha kinchatah so this tikagara says so what difference does it make No, kinchata means anandigiri said kasmin pakshe kolava kova dosha. This tikagara says that what does it matter? Ahika aranavadi tuljatve badaka bhava. That the kind of oceans that we have here are there because we don't find any statement which contradicts that, you know, badaka bhava. Vicharayanaprajam anena vicharayanaprajam. So we don't think that this needs to be deliberated upon because why not? You know, they are there. Ityasa. So Puranayagroda prasiddhar prasiddharanavadi tulyato anasambhavadi. If you imagine that those anavas, oceans, etc. like this, they will contradict Purana, etc. So says ahimamiti brahmaloke himanishayadhat apyabhavagamyade. Ahimam, there is no, there is no ice in Brahmaloka. Ice is made of water. And so there is no water there. So that's, there is no water. I don't know what you have there, you know. Maybe you don't need, need to drink anything there. But anyway, so, looks like the, the Mars, you know, where there is no water. Anyway, apya bhava gamyate. And so Parthiva also we imagine 
సో దే ఇస్ నో పార్శివత్వం ఆప్యత్వం బ్రహ్మలోక ఎక్సెట్రా then when you say that your this conclusion that they are all tangible thing will contradict puranas then puranas are describing so many things anyway so he brings the purana where it seems that you know all the oceans etc are there so say anagiri says brahma lokika padarthana manasvatve purana sutyantar virodham shankade all right brahma lokika padarthana manasatve if you imagine that all those entities are only manasam at the level of mind then that seems to contradict purana smriti and the other smriti in the purana will be contradicted no no meaning bhashikara wants to give here an understanding about what is said everywhere in smriti smriti purana about brahma loka that's all idea here what's the nature of brahma loka so by taking up discussion about the objects in brahma loka what is intended is what's the nature of brahma loka brahma loka is described here described in other shrutis and puranas and smrutis so we have to come to an understanding so that is where the discussion is so therefore quoting from different puranas shrutis is to arrive at a consistent explanation for all of them. So that is the job of Bhashyakara. Anyway, very often Bhashyakara takes up the statement of the Shruti is to find also the Samanvaya. We have to do the Samanvaya means what? There is Ekavakyata, consistency. So not only the Shruti, Shruti, Puranas are consistent with reference to Brahma, they are consistent also with reference to other things too and that is why this discussion is taken up here so the page 372 nanu samudraha saritaha saramsi vapyaha kupaha yajnaha vedaha మూర్తిమంతీజ్యూటింగ్ బ్రహ్మాజీ or worshipping brahmaji extolling brahmaji adoring brahmaji who survey samudra all the oceans sail all the rivers vapya all the steppes vapi kupa all the wells yagna the deep sacrifices veda the vedas mantra desa then mantra is different from veda than veda means karma kanda section mantra section all of these murti mantra so they have their respective forms so all of them appear in their respective forms and they are standing before brahma ji and 
Either you can just stand before him or adore him. Both upatishthante can be interpreted both ways. So if you say that they are all manasa only, then how can they have the forms? The thing is that this, this Purana seems to say that all of them appear before Brahmaji in their respective forms. Murti Mantaha. They appear in those respects. So there also you can recognize this ocean and this river. Otherwise you can't recognize. So they take specific forms of ocean, etc. Because they have, they have I guess, they will mark attendance every day, you know, who came here and who did not come. Maybe their attendance is marked that everybody has to be attendant or present every day, like in Sabah Ravana, you know, that's how Tusi Daju described. When there is a code of Ravana, all these fellows, all Lokapalas, means there are ten directions and all Devatas, which are protectors of those directions, all big devatas like Indra, Varuna, Kuvera, all of them are standing there, waiting for receiving an agnya or a command from Ravana. They'll feel fulfilled if Ravana tells them to do something. So then, that's what Hanumanji saw when he went to Ravana's court, or that's how Tushas describes. Meaning, they are as tangible as Hanumanji, what I am saying is, that this is us, in which Ravana is there, and then his court is there, and all these people are present, and there if the devatas come then, devatas must have the same form as the rest of them have. So you imagine that when they go to Brahma Loka, same form as the people in Brahma Loka would have. But then, in Brahma Loka there are people who have reached there as a little upasana. They retain their independent existence as such and such. And they enjoy the pleasures of Brahma Loka and then do whatever sadhanas they do until the... And, and as long as Brahma Loka lasts and then they get liberated. So when they get liberated, Muchandi Sarve, so as they say, you know, what is it? Nakarmana praja dhanena tyagenike amrutatvamanasu parenakam nitam guhayam vibhraja yate vishanti vedanda vijnana sunishitartha sannyasa yoga yasuddhasattva te brahma lokesu parantakale parambhutaha parimuchyandi sarve parantakale. So para is what? The life of Brahmaji. Apara is a half a life. So when Brahmaji Janta comes, then they all get liberated. Meaning they retain some kind of independent existence even they are, when they are in Brahma. These are all imagined, you see. How consistent the imagination is in all Puranas is very hard to say. Every Purana has his own things. Every Sputikara also has his own interpretation. And that to find Samanvaya consistent, all of these are very difficult. So we generally say it's okay, whatever they say, but no, that is, that you cannot do that, so as far as the, the scholars are concerned, we are doing Shastra is So that is our job, like Bhashyakara's job, to do Vakarat. Meaning, to establish that whatever all Puranas, Sruti, Sruti, all of them are Pramana. 
what they say, are all trustworthy, valid. And they have all these things that are brought up here. So what about this? When, when they describe the, uh, the marriage, wedding of Lord Shiva, then all these fellows come there, all pahar, all, all mountains and rivers, everybody comes there. That's a description. So how do they come there? In what form they come? Of course the explanation was all the Ishtadevatas. When different mountains coming there, the deities presiding over those entities, they come there. So Devatas come. That's our explanation. Because how can mountains come? You know? And river, where will they be accommodated? So only the presiding deity comes. That's we should what we should understand. There's explanation given there. So anyway, this is explanation. I mean, the description in other Purana, Sruti of the nature of Purana. So Anjigari says, Kim Dushyamana Rupena Smudradhyanam Brahmalokangana Smudhyartha. What is a Smudhyartha? So what's the meaning of that statement quoted by the Pura Pakshi? When he says, all these entities, stand before Brahmaji in their own form. Kim drushyamana rupena samudradhinam. So oceans etc. as you see them here, in that form ocean goes there as ocean. Brahmaloka gavanam samutyartha. Oceans and rivers and all these fellows, you know. So oceans and rivers and lakes, saramsya, lakes, then step wells and wells, all of these people. Or the entities are rather. So samudradhyana, meaning same step well goes there and same lake goes there. Kimva surupa, or they take other form. So the ocean takes another form when it goes to Brahmaloka. Does, does the ocean go in the same form or it goes into a different form? That's the vikalpa. So, Shruti Purana only describes this way. So, now we have to interpret that Purana. When Purana says, Samudraha, Saritaha, should we understand this tangible form in which they go to Brahma Loka or they take a different form? Iti Vikalpya, Adyam Dushayate, they cannot be going in the same form, meaning that there will be dosha or the defect. If we assume that all these people and entities go in the same form as this. So na Vashakara says Na Murti Matve Prasindarupanam Eva Tatra Gaman Anupate. So Murti Mantaha is said. So murti mantra means having that form. So murti matve, prasiddha rupanam, form is all right. But if they go in this form in which you find them here, gaman anupatte, it is not possible for the ocean to go there. Anandagiri says why? Ubhayatra anupalamba prasangarityartha. There is no ocean left here. If all these people go there, then there is nobody left here, isn't it? But they are always here. That means that they go there in a different form. 
or Brahmaloka is a loka having its you know, own glory and subtlety. And so just as we don't have in this with this body, you know entity in heaven. So that Nahusha was, you know, thrown down. Because he, he went there. Huh? Then he called Trishangu. Then Trishangu, then so uh, huh? Yeah, yeah, Vishwamitaji. But the thing is that he went and sat there beside Indra because Vishwamitra by his power sent him. He was thrown down. So what are, who are you? How can you come here? No entry. This no entry business is everywhere, you know. So no entry. Only qualified people can go everywhere there is no entry. You can't in, enter into a surgeon's uh, operation theatre. There is no entry. How can everybody enter everywhere? It's an idiotic thing to say that everybody can enter everywhere. Can never. When we were children, we could not enter our our own kitchen. They say, don't come here. You are not taken bath. You are impure. So this idiotic insistence, everybody should have freedom to do everything, is nonsense. They don't. Nobody has freedom to do everything. Kya a man cannot do what a woman does anyway and woman cannot do. You can't imagine that everybody is equal. Equal as far as the respect is concerned, equal as far as status is concerned, not equal as far as the action is concerned. Equality is not to be interpreted as the ability to do the same thing. That's idiotic. Why are they made different than Bhagavan? That man is made in some way, woman is made in different way. It should not have been made. All men are equal means what? They are equal as far as their opportunity is concerned, they are equal as far as their status is concerned, their respect is concerned. Opportunity to grow, not opportunity to do the same thing, that a woman also will become a luhar or something like that, you know, that's... And then all these kind of things are difficult. No, no, I did it. You did it, suppose, one fellow did. So what? Not everyone can do that. Some women can do it, but they can, they are all, you know, wrestlers and it's all going on, no doubt, boxers. But then, that doesn't mean every woman is like that and every man is like that. So this insistence that everybody has a, the free equality or, or democracy means everybody has a right to do it. Same thing is, is all idiotic, you know. So women to insist that I must go to that platform and do the same, but why do you want to do that? No, then, I, then only I can go to Swarga, otherwise I cannot go to Swarga. So she wants to do that. She wants to get the same benefit that a man gets by going to that place and doing that. So she did it. So what happened? Anyway, what I, I guess something must have happened to her. We imagine that she must have gotten some special experience. Oh, I went there and I, I felt like this. Not unless you evolved. Idea is that everybody has to evolve to a point to in order to be able to just I must evolve to become a manager. I can't just go like that. Who you everybody cannot be appointed as manager and as chief executive officer as a CEOs. If there is equality, everybody can be appointed everywhere, you can't. You have to evolve. So why do you have to make discrimination in all these worldly affairs that everybody is not equal? They call it equal, but then they won't, they won't allow you to enter the factory. Are you employed here? No, you can't enter. 
Do you have identity card? No, you cannot enter. There is no equality there. But here there is inequality everywhere, you know. I'm not against women going to temples, etc. I'm, I'm just talking about the principle that to interpret democracy as equality in every aspect is ridiculous because there is no equality anywhere. This creation is, means diversity. Diversity means that everybody is different at a certain level. And we have to respect those differences. Give them equal respect, not equal function. And therefore, so Panditaha Samadarshina, as far as Drashti is concerned, we should have the same respect for them. Ideally, same acceptance of them, same compassion for them, same love for them. You have to grow to that point. Not some Vartina, that means the Vartana also must be saying, I must treat a dog in the same way that I treat Brahmana. That Brahmana I gave, you know, I esteem to, you know, give him that seed and do so. That to dog, that makes no sense. I love the dog in its own way. I love Brahmana in his own way. So we express our love differently, different people. To my mother I express my love in one way, to my father in a different way, to my friend in a different way, and husband expresses wife in a different way. It can be the same thing. I love love means the same what? Love is the same. Not expression is the same. Anyway, so equality cannot be as far as the vartanam is concerned. But there's a big deal here in India and so we want to uh, establish that equality. Anyway, so uh, we have to first of all understand why this kind of difference is made. Ask them. Why, this be, why the women cannot go to the Shani temple or whatever it is? Find out. So they also should know. You can't insist that they cannot come. They should also have to know and understand uh, which these priests are not. Whoever must have made that rule, they are no more there. And with what point of view they made that rule, was it simply to exclude them? That's the interpretation. Interpretation is that all these rules, restrictions, to exclude things. Just as the... Uh, the Charvakas who said all these are all priests uh, created all the Vedas and it's only for the livelihood, nothing else. That's an interpretation. They had that interpretation. So this means the Vedas. This means all the rituals. That this is only for their stomach, you know, filling the stomach. That's all. Livelihood. Is that what it is? Or does Veda have something within them which gives them that status? Do Veda mantras have a certain power? Just because you cannot feel it, therefore they don't have power. You say they are all equal. But to, for you to feel it, perhaps you have to grow to a certain point. But there are Mahatmas when they listen to the roar of the Ganges, they listen. They will hear Vedas there. I don't hear. That doesn't mean it is not there. Just because I cannot see Lord Shiva in Himalaya, doesn't mean that it is not so. It is for me to grow to that level, you will see that. No, no, this is all, you are excluded and discriminated by people deliberately. That's not discrimination. So thus there are different standpoints from which you, where you come. 
and you have to understand those, and they should be able to explain those standpoints. Then you cannot go to Shabrimala, etc. They have, you know, so there was a certain view about a woman in menstruation. So they have a certain view. What do you mean? They are different. Why should a woman menstruation be different from other women? Because only in India, the Hinduism, this is there. Nowhere else it is there. So well, Hindus have thought about this and Hindus have experienced it. Hindus are evolved people and therefore there these restrictions come from certain level. We have to rise to that level. If there is nobody at that level, then you only talk about the words and then you keep on fighting about them. There is somebody who can tell you that, look, this is what a woman is when she is in menstruation, spiritually speaking. And this is what she is when she is not. And that's the reason why woman in menstruation is excluded from doing certain things. So we have to give scientific, so spiritually scientific answer. Not because this text says that, now that won't be acceptable. Even Muslims are all right, for them a text is enough. For us it is not enough. Text alone is not enough. There must be a plausible explanation that should go with the text. Why does the text say that? What do you mean by that? So because these fellows are not able to explain that, therefore these fellows have a nice time and so everybody is equal for everywhere. Anyway, so why did we come to all the... What is that? Everywhere things are different. So Brahma Loka also entities are different. Swarga Loka they are different. And Mrityu Loka they are different. So not the same ocean has to go there. They can take... So there are different, there are different levels of consciousness. Idea is this notion there is one level of consciousness. There are many levels of consciousness called bhuhu, bhuvaha, suha, maha, jana, tabha, satyam. Means mind, consciousness. So they are all, they represent different levels of consciousness and therefore the entities existing there, enjoy that level of consciousness. That's what Vashyakara wants to say. But in saying that, I mean, we are taking up a track which is somewhat risky, you know, as we will see. But the thing is that they all exist a tangible thing. The point is that they are not. By dismissing them as mental, doesn't mean that they are non-existent or whatever. They are tangible. You have a tangible body in Svargaloka and then you enjoy tangible pleasure. But tangibility being defined as, you know, what is, what is, what is, what is compatible to Svarga. So this tangibility here is, is described as what is compatible to the earthly existence. So there is Chandra Loka which is predominant in water and then Svargaloka predominant in fire and stuff like that. So apparently different lokas are different, you know, uh, kinds of uh, subtlety. Because fire is subtler than water and water is subtler than earth. So that's how you progress, you know, in these worlds. And so that's how they are there. Tangible things are there as, as the scriptures are. There is a place, there is a tangible, now, you cannot say place in terms of space, but there is a, a level of consciousness, which is called Swarga, a level of consciousness, which is called Brahma Loka. That's the reason why 
if you make your mind subtle, you know, that's called upasana. Upasana is making the mind subtler and subtler and purer and subtler to be able to be in tune with having same wavelength and frequencies, those respective realms, which is what you have done here and so after death you reach there. So whatever is the extent of upasana and achievement, that's what you get. So ye Brahma, ye Brahma ye hai kitne janm kitne bhi unhone janm liya hai upasana ki isliye unko Brahma ye ka pat prapt hua hai. Which means to qualify Brahma Loka may involve this kind of sadhana or extending over many births to gain that level of subtlety. So this is gaining the powers and gaining all those siddhis. Vedanta dismisses it. Okay. And then you don't need them. So you can attain, you can be liberated while you are in this body. So don't worry about their all distractions, etc. So that's how Vedanta came. Until then they they always ruled. Until the karma kanda was there, all these things ruled meaning that by rich karma and upasana that was the means available to you. And then this Brahmagnanam came and then said, now this is even better than because in this world itself, while in this body, you can be liberated. <coughs> okay, we'll continue. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamada Yapurnamevavashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Vande Bhagavanta Punaf Punaha Ishvaro Gururatmedi Murti Veda Vibhagine Yomavadvyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shantishantishantihi Hari Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Hari Om